Ted, episode 75. Yeah. Brought to you Nobody by Joel Petonio. Joel Petonio, Joe Green, Howie Long, Jonathan Ogden, and the ever-famous Deacon Jones. Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah. Celebrating episode 75, Two Middle-Aged Men in Cleveland. The star of Cleveland Heights, Ted Klopp, and yours truly, Ken yeah. Dorkowitz. Go with that. Sure. Ted, busy week last week. Obviously, besides uh, kids' events wrapping up, cross-country and soccer, we also celebrated Cleveland Beer Week. So mm. I did partake in a few festivities. Yeah. Highlights you will you hear remember them. in the wrestling uh, wrestling roundup that we have. You get in the ring with Steve Muehlhausen. I have a good story during that. Oh, then, I can't uh, wait. I actually attended the same place twice, but I must give them kudos because it's just an outstanding place. The Buckeye Beer Engine in Lakewood, they had Stout Night twice, and it was phenomenal. So yeah. Do you remember Stout Night? I do. Parts, okay. pieces, a couple items. I knew who I was there with, my cousin, okay. and then uh, Avon was there. And then, yeah, okay. and I do remember coming home and... Yeah, it was great. It was a good time. Does uh, Aowen, uh, is are Aowen's memories as vivid as yours? Much better. Yes. Okay. No, okay. much better. She, uh, geez, Louis, I kind of feel bad. So here I am going to Stout Week. I then went to Medina and went to Sully's for this Irish wake that they have. So I did that on Sunday. Where's Aowen at? Uh, She's at St. Bernadette's oh. <laughs> working a retreat. I mean, talk about getting humbled real quick. You know, I mean, geez, Louise, here she's you know, praying for everybody and doing this yeah. thing and having these great talks. And I'm out slinging beers. You know, that's, uh, that's Mary full of grace. Me. Let me get into the parking space. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, hey, I had a chance to check out our alma mater this past weekend, too. Yeah. Uh, University. Yeah. OK. Yep. Tell me about that. Took that in homecoming festivities at a Hall of Fame banquet, which was awesome, where you would know two of these names, Bill Gallagher. Coached, OK. Uh, track and cross country at Ashland for quite a long time. He was inducted to the hall of fame and Sue Ramsey. Mm, okay. So both sure. gave excellent speeches and the, there was a host of others there as well. Maria Manzo who played soccer there. She might've covered her when she was at the school from what I remember when you were working for TV 68 and then uh, Jerry white, who has done the book now and has worked the clock at football. I think it's gotta be like 30 years. So he wow. received the Eagle forever award. It was cool. There was a lot of, Robin Fralick was there, who's now coaching at uh, Bowling Green University. Her husband it was great to see them. And it's just a host of other Sheila Goulas. So it was it was cool. I had a really nice ah. time. And then, Ted, I, I had to get back on the mic. Oh, and do some yeah. PA announcing. Oh, how'd now, that must, go? It went well. It's been a long time since I've done that. And so I wasn't nervous. The only time I was nervous was actually one time. So the Olympic gold medalist, Katie Najat, was there. Oh, and I'm thinking of all the names to screw up. Don't yes. screw that name up. Yeah. So I think I said it on the way in the car like 25 times. So okay. obviously I was good to go. But uh, Steve Paramore, who usually does the PA announcing, whose daughter was at the state championship golf match. I think he does this to me every year on purpose. <laughs> I always end up with homecoming, which is reading <laughs> all the homecoming court, which yeah. you read for like 15 or 20 minutes. So okay. Steve, who does listen, hats off. I, I did the best that I could. I don't have your wonderful vocal tones, but. I felt spoiled. I had two spotters that game, Ted. Have you two ever had two spotters? spotters? Two spotters. Oh. Yeah, I know. Wow. Seriously. It was okay. I was a little embarrassed. If I didn't see what was going on, I had two people watching for me. Were their names Maddie and Riley? 
no, 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 no. Uh, very nice gentleman who's uh, comes from the high school, just kind of helps out. And then uh, the regular person who sits there and tells me when to read this, that or the other. So between okay. the two of them, it was uh, it was pretty easy. Yeah, Come you would have uh, really flourished above and beyond what I did. Okay. All right. Well, Ken, coming up on this show, we have some uh, good news about a missing wallet. We have some Klops clips, which, boy, we got a lot of Klops clips. Some, oh, some interesting things going on. Uh, good. Some spooky things and uh, the like. We have a couple overachievers to talk about. We're going to get in the ring with Steve Muehlhausen, and uh, we might have some other uh, frightening things. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. All that and more on this week's show. And now, a woman's perspective. What do you instantly know about a well-dressed man? His wife is good at picking out clothes. This has been A Woman's Perspective. Ted, we have some good news. Good. This person who's not related to Chuck person of Florida mm. lost his wallet outside of public store. Oh, wow. That's sad. Have you lost your wallet? That's never fun. That's never fun. Yeah, I've lost my wallet once or twice. Well, he searched the area multiple times and his 72 year old mother looked to before checking surveillance footage with the store manager. Mm-hmm. No luck. The wallet had his driver's license, COVID vaccination card, credit cards, plenty of cash, and even a gift card that could easily be redeemed by anyone. Oh, oh boy. Well, the next day, three strangers showed up at his door. 15-year-old Lucas Perry had found the wallet. He, along with his father and sister, drove to Chris's house to personally return the wallet. Wow. Everything, including more more than $100 cash, was still in the wallet. Wow. Chris offered to let them keep the cash as a thank you, but they refused. Wow, that is... Talk about being good Samaritans, man. I mean, that exemplifies that that yep. is just outstanding you don't just get the wallet back you get it hand delivered to your that house is impressive because god knows at this point in time i think many people would say wow look at the freebie i got yeah here. right cool here's my stimulus payment have you ever found a wallet yourself uh not that i can recall off the top of my head i have one time and did return it but it was like one of those things that just fell out of the pocket of the person and I could tell that they were kind of looking around and I saw it and I picked up and gave it to him. But I never drove to somebody's house or had that situation to do that. But boy, everybody can certainly learn from that young man and what him and his sister did. That's great stuff. And that is some really good news. Time to get in the ring again. Steve Muehlhausen from DAZN, D-A-Z-N, back with us. Welcome back, sir. It's been a little bit of time. And- oh, man. Yeah, I, I I believe Ken. I want to start with uh, Ken. You have a, a wrestling related story that you felt was uh, we needed to share here. Yeah, I have a couple of things Steve would enjoy. First of all, I'm wearing my wrestling shirt. Obviously, we'll have to take a picture of this and put it on Twitter. It's something I got from my brother. It's supposed to be for my birthday, but it was a pre gift. So I, I guess everybody remembers like the wrestling figures, the original from the WWF time, not WWE, where it's like right. Big John Stud and all that. So this shirt. Oh, yeah which I believe was made in China. That's okay, though. Um, it's got the Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan. It's all the figurines that were in those series. So it's it's awesome. So I thought I'd... Okay. Uh, every time we have a segment, I figured I'd wear that You're just to wear get that. it to the okay. wrestling movie. Right. That okay. is 
That is one of God's greatest inventions. <laughs> I think, I think Steve, my glasses just melted, but I'm not sure. My Steve, God, if I can find this or find out where it's at, I will send you one. I promise. Oh, let me know. I promise. Because yes. that is that's a one of a that's a one of a kind. I've never seen a shirt like this. No, I never have either. You know, that's a that brother of yours. He's worth keeping just for. Yes, yes, he is. He's a good he's a good man. We've had him on the show before. Okay. I and mean, there's other things we say outside of the show about him, but that's okay. But on the show, yeah, yeah he's a great guy. Really cool. Yeah. Right. Uh, so my story for you and Ted is last week, this seems to go hand in hand. It was Cleveland Beer Week. Okay. So myself and uh, my fiance went out to a couple places, one of which I can use the name of the place because it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. A place called Iggy's, which is in on Madison Avenue and is in Lakewood, which is not far from where you stayed, Steve, when you were here in Cleveland. Okay. So we went there because they had some really good stouts and a special brewery there. And it was cool. They don't have food or anything like that, but they have it's a cool place. Pool tables and TVs and all that. So they had a bunch of different sports going on. But this was Wrestling Wednesday there, Steve. <laughs> wrestling Wednesday. We're on the TV. They show the WWE network, and then they show the AEW event that night. There was a good amount of people there. Now, this gets better. They have specials for Wrestling Wednesday. You can get the Stone Cold Stunner, which is two Coors Lights. You can get the Snake, the Jake the Snake Roberts Snake Bite. Okay. That was the drink they had. The Ray Mysterio, they call it the 619, but it's actually 614 because they serve 614 lager and then a tequila with it. Okay. And then the finally, the best one there was the rock bottom. You can okay. get a rolling rock and Schlebo. I won't oh give the goodness. prices out because they're extremely low and people are like, oh my gosh, it was amazing. But I thought you'd get the biggest kick out of it. So if you are ever in Cleveland again, you need to write down Iggy's in Lakewood and go to Wrestling Wednesday because you'll have Wrestling a Wednesday. OK, Wrestling. but the only one I don't like is the rock bottom because Rolling Rock is not that good of beer. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. But I think they were trying to find a connection with the old rock. You know sure. what I mean? Sure. Which is cool. I, I, I've i never seen anything like this. And I sat there and my fiance looked at me. And she's like. You actually like this, don't you? I said, I actually do. This is pretty cool. So it was pretty. No. Did, she, did she have any other feedback about uh, <clears throat> Wrestling Wednesday? That's my question. No, no, that was it. <laughs> That's all she had. I mean, obviously feedback about myself, but not not about wrestling. So okay, yeah. okay. But it was cool. No. And the match we watched was the match between Shane McMahon and the Undertaker. I oh. and I don't. You guys would know better than I. I can't remember what event. What's yeah, that? WrestleMania. Yeah. What? Yeah, the and they were in a cage. So yeah, the Hell in a Cell in Dallas. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. That. I remember. Yeah, watching I mean, like, Shane McMahon jumped off the top of the cage and j- jumped on top of Undertaker. It was pretty wild. I forgot about that match. Yeah, it was pretty. Now, pretty did crazy. you wear that shirt to the Wrestling Wednesday event? I did not. No, okay. I I went Aww. I went undercover. But the next time I go, I'll have it on. Okay. I know All right. they'll appreciate this. Now, why did you go undercover? <laughs> well, I didn't realize they were going to have Wrestling Wednesday, so I didn't. <laughs> I didn't want to. Just uh, okay, okay, okay. I, they, I didn't know it was wrestling there for some some fine stout beers, and that was just a little extra special uh, gift that I was given. Has uh, Aowen uh, agreed to go to Wrestling Wednesday again? 
I believe she would. Yes. Okay. If they have those same stouts, she'll go anytime because it was, okay. it was really right. good. Enough yes. liquors involved. She'll be there. You got it. Correct. See, see, but you don't need a woman to like wrestling. I have my wife and I've tried been covering oh, yeah. this for 11 years now. And she, she'll watch once in a very blue moon. Like the other night we were watching SmackDown, got the kids in bed. We watched it on delay. We're eating Chinese, and I'm like, you know, I want to watch the opening sevens. I knew it was going to be with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And she's like, do we have to? And I'm like, I would like to, yeah, because I don't know when I'm going to get to the TV to watch this. And it was 36 minutes of riveting television, and she was like, that was great. But that's like a once in like a very blue moon situation. More often than not, it's, kid, why are we, she's like, I know we got to watch this. I'm going to play on my phone. That's the more liberal answer I always get. Or she goes right. and finds something else to do. So it's not a deal breaker. No, no, I, I would agree with that. And the key is just knowing some of the wrestlers and all that to, to have the conversation like that. Certainly first dates, I've, I've been through that before. You, you kind of talk a little bit about that. And if somebody says they look at you like you have 15 heads, you're like, yeah, this is probably going to work. So, yeah. Right. Well, Steve, let's transition here as we talk about the current state of wrestling. Can you talk to me a little about your thoughts about the WWE crown jewel that's in Saudi Arabia? What can you tell us about that? What, what, uh, what's your thoughts on that? You know what? That was a great show. I hate saying that because like, <laughs> my, my skin crawls when I think of Saudi Arabia. And this isn't no offense to anyone in Saudi Arabia, but just the political climate there just makes my skin crawl. And we all know why they go. It's just, it's all it is, is a money grab, but I get it. And it's deplorable. It's like Vince McMahon needs more money. I think I'm, I'm, if I'm, I think that's fair to say, but beyond my, the political aspect of it, it was a great show. Top to bottom. Yeah. We could have done without. And actually, you know what? Every, to me, everything served the purpose. I even liked Mansoor and Ali, but the show was great. I thought. Even, you know, people criticize the ending to Lesnar and Reigns. Was I the biggest fan of it? Not really. But I got why they went there because I know what the final, I, I have a feeling of what the final destination is likely to be. So right for right now, I'm okay with it. And especially what we saw on SmackDown on Friday, it made sense. Top to bottom, I think the best show of the year for WWE, it really was. Wow, sure. A little behind-the-scenes WWE. Uh, apparently, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch aren't going to exchange Christmas cards this year. Is that what I hear? <laughs> Not anymore. Oh, my okay. God. I I woke up to this Saturday morning. I did, like, like I said, I, we were talking this a few minutes ago. I watched just that opening thing with Brock and Roman and Paul and Adam Pierce, and I didn't think about SmackDown the rest of the night. And I woke up Sunday, I mean, Saturday, and... I'm being asked what the hell happened. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> so they're like, hey, watch the final segment, see what happens, what you think. And I'm like, all right. So I watched and I'm like, okay. Then I read the reports and like, okay. And then I reached out and there's a lot of nuclear heat from what I've been told on Charlotte Flair for what happened on, on SmackDown. She tried to say it was an accident. Guys, come on. We're the three of us are pretty highly intelligent people. That was no accident. 
And <laughs> it wasn't an accident. And the, and the look on her face said it all right there. And she was escorted out of the building to avoid more of a confrontation with Becky because Becky was going to be in a dark match with Bianca Belair. And she's upset a lot of feathers. And, and this has gone on for a while, just with the situation with her, a while back with her and Nia Jax and the shoot, basically the quasi shoot match they ended up having on Raw a while back. And people saying she's getting a big head. I've heard the same thing. Um, I know she's been unhappy with creative, but I know a lot of people there that are unhappy with creative. That's kind of like saying the sky is blue, isn't it? Right behind you. <laughs> right behind you. But no, she was unhappy. It came to a head at SmackDown. She was unhappy with what happened on Raw in the match of Bianca Belair. She's like, why are we going 21 minutes? And we're going to have this great match. And then we're going to have a sloppy and stupid disqualification. It makes zero sense. Yeah. Bianca should have won the belt. And people said she's full of crap, but I've talked to people and I talked to people in WWE this morning and that's what she was pushing for. She wanted that belt to be changed. And she's like, that makes the most sense. I'm over. She, we need to get her more over. Okay. And she's been very unhappy with creative and it came to a head on Friday. And right. I think she's right. I wouldn't have handled it the way she did. <laughs> I thought what, how she handled it was, I, I get her reasoning of this makes no sense because it made no sense. Vince McMahon put those two in that position. And that's the thing no one's talking about here, guys, is the fact that this could have all been avoided if Bianca Belair won the title on Raw, Sasha Banks won the title at Crown Jewel. If we all know that, I don't know how a guy who's worth like $4 billion doesn't understand this. way. That quite boggles my mind. But they put themselves in this situation They're the ones that caused this to happen. I blame neither lady here. I blame the guy that signs the paychecks because that's the guy that deserves the blame at the end of the day. Sure. All right. So dark side of the ring. I got a quick story about that, and then we'll get to our uh, wrestling rewind. So this past week's dark side of the ring, Ken, I don't know if you saw this, uh, uh, was about XPW and Rob Black. For those who don't know, Rob Black was a, he, he made, he make, made adult films. We'll go with that. And then he tried his hand in the wrestling business. He was going to work hand with in Paul, hand. Yeah, sure. He was going to work with Paul Heyman and then uh, that fell apart. And so they became bitter enemies and he, you know, he's doing his wrestling and he had some of his uh, actresses involved in the uh, wrestling. And, uh, this show is on vice and they pretty much let, I think there's only one word that they bleep out. And um, that's, so this was a pretty um, colorful and uh, vivid episode, you might say. So we were talking a little bit earlier about, you know, what your fiance thought of uh, wrestling Wednesday. So Last night, as we were sitting there watching television, my wife came in to sit down and watch some TV. And I said, before we get to the show we're going to watch, I want you to watch, just give me the first segment of this Dark Side of the Ring show. And I did this purely for my entertainment. 
And I pretty much looked at her the whole time. And the look of disdain, horror, disgust, and shock all rolled into one was priceless. I actually took a picture that I probably my wife doesn't want me to share of the look on her face, but it was, uh, I just, you know, just a little guy humor there. So, Oh yeah. That was, uh, yeah. What, what did she say to you? Oh, she just um, gave you like that look of death. The, the look that she was just like, uh, okay, we're done with this segment. Now let's move on. Let's <laughs> move along. Can you put <laughs> on, I'm, let's put on porn stars now. Can we put on porn stars? That's what she said. I have not watched the episode. Is it worth going out of your way for? Because I haven't uh, watched it yet. It's surprising. Some of the things that went on. Uh, so it's interesting. I, I watched it. I mean, I didn't know anything about XPW other than I knew the letters and I knew who Rob Black was, but I didn't know all the ins and outs. I didn't know he went to prison or anything like that. Yeah. So I'd say it's, it's worth, uh, you know, I'm, I'd have, I'd have, I had no problem investing 60 minutes of time in it. So yeah, I'd say it was a good episode. You know what yeah. I'll have to, so what you're saying is I should watch that over the season premiere of Monday night Raw tonight. It's what you're trying to tell me. Too. Uh, yes. I'll go with yes. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I'd say so. Because <laughs> after today, I'm off. Maybe not in the same way, but I think you'd be more entertained by the dark side of the ring than uh, the the Monday night offering. We'll go with that. Now, I'll I'll text you. All right. I I I'd be interested to hear what you have to say, and if you pull the same stunt that I did with my wife, if you have your wife watch it, just to get the look on her face. Uh, See, see how that goes. Let me know what happens with that. That'll be she won't be home. She won't be home tonight. So I oh, will. Okay. I'm maybe watch this it is the best. This might be the best night to watch the show. Oh, yeah. absolutely. All right. It's time for our wrestling rewind where we uh, try to highlight a, a glorious event in wrestling's past. We're going to go to October of 1998, Steve, a Halloween havoc pay-per-view that featured two guys on Ken's shirt, Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior, in what has been described many times as one of, if not the worst pay-per-view main event of all time. Uh, this I, hate, I was, hate you. This was the rematch from WrestleMania Six. They were actually the second-to-last uh, match, and they went on too long and as a result wcw's show ran past 11 o'clock and the pay-per-view got cut off on many systems forcing wcw to have to offer refunds to those who didn't see the goldberg ddp match finish uh as far as the hulk hogan ultimate warrior bout goes i have some uh, uh quotes here that i found dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer awarded a minimum score of minus five stars. That is the lowest <laughs> ever score for a WCW contest. And the readers of his publication voted it worst match of the year. Uh, Gene Okerlund, mean Gene, he used one word. He said it was a disaster. 
Uh, Hulk Hogan felt it was ruined. Uh, he takes credit for this. He botched a spot he devised himself. He was supposed to burn the ultimate warrior. I guess at this point we should say warrior because he wasn't allowed to say ultimate. So he's supposed to, Hogan was supposed to burn with the warrior. And instead he lit the flash paper in his own face and singed his mustache. That right there <laughs> summarize uh, the entire bout. And uh, so if you, if you are looking for some, some bad wrestling, this is this has got to be close to the top of the list, right, Steve? <laughs> Ken, are you okay? <laughs> my head hurts. You hurt my. You know what? I had seen this morning. I was scrolling Facebook when I was eating breakfast and seen someone had up about um, the 1993 Halloween Havoc, which was headlined by Big Van Vader and Cactus Jack. I'm like, man, you know what? I'm gonna go on a binge this week, and I'm just gonna watch. The Halloween Havoc shows. And yeah, you might want to skip that. 1998. But you know what, Ted? Now I don't think I'm going to do that. Thanks a lot. Because yeah, that okay. was... I watched that match... God, it had to be about two, three years ago. I was watching with someone. A buddy of mine just became a wrestling fan. But he had, he came back. Yeah, I was going to say, is he still a wrestling fan? Go, that? He still is, yeah. So I okay. turned it on, I'm like... I'm like, because he was a big, like, back in the day, he was a big Hogan and Warrior fan. So I'm like, all right, I'm like, did you ever see the, the rematch in WCW? He's like, no. I'm like, all right, we're going to watch the pay-per-view. Thinking, he's thinking, because the, the pay-per-view was great. Up until that point, the pay-per-view was solid. It was a yep. pretty good show. And we got to that match, and I'm just like, you're going to need another beer. And he's like, why? I'm like, just take it. Just take it. I'll have one with you. Yeah. He, he drank a couple more. He stayed the night at my house. That's yeah, I, I, that's... Yeah. He's like, this was one of the worst things I've ever seen. It was literally, it was the worst Hulk Hogan match I've ever seen. Yes. And yes. by far one of the, it is the worst big, big time main event match that I've ever seen. It was just deplorable. Ken, have you ever seen this match? I have seen that match. Okay. And I would agree oh. that it is not, it is not the best work from either wrestler. We'll leave it at that. You could have come up with something like more positive. My apologies. Uh, why, why do we need? <laughs> why couldn't we? I'm on positivity, and you we, just come out with like all this, ne all that negativity. We You're talking about, about Wrestling Wednesday. We talked about uh, adult films and XBW. I think that this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> way to end it, don't you? <laughs> well, no, we we're going happy, 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 yeah, happy. Sure. Like we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a joyous well, old time. And, you know, you some people might argue that uh, XBW and adult films is happy, happy, but that's, we'll just, uh, maybe he we seemed happy. Yeah, he right. seemed happy. Yeah. Hey, Steve, if people want to follow you on the, the zone, uh, give us the uh, website and your uh, Twitter so they can uh, keep up with what's going on. Go to the zone.com forward slash EN forward slash news. A lot of cool stuff coming up this week. I got, uh, it's a big fight week, so a lot of UFC stuff I will have. Um, big UFC pay-per-view, so I'll have something with the light heavyweight champion, Jan Blachowicz, as I just talked to him about two hours ago. So I have something on that on Thursday. And also a guy part of the co-main event fighting for the interim Bantamweight title. Um, and I'm also on Instagram. I'm getting more followers on the Instagram and the Twitter. So we're, we're, we're getting there. We're doing slow. But I am always going to come on, and I'm having a good time here. Even though I'm working. This yeah. isn't work. All right.
Well, I hope your uh, work goes better than uh, Halloween Havoc 98. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll make that a, a point of emphasis there. Uh, but, Steve, thanks for getting in the ring with us. Man, I was so happy until you brought that up again. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. It's always good to chat with you guys. The most trusted name in journalism, Klops Clips. Kenny, you ready for the news? I this cannot is wait. The real I've news. been waiting two weeks for this. Okay. Well, we're going to start here in Ohio. State of Ohio unveiled its new license plate design last week, <laughs> featuring beams of sunlight and a banner that reads, Birthplace of Aviation, attached to a picture of the original Wright Brothers aircraft. One problem with the license plate, though, the, the, the banner uh, is trailing and connected to the to the front of the plane instead of the back. <laughs> Either that or the plane's flying backwards. I suppose that could be it. I don't know. State officials released a statement noting that they were aware of the problem and it'd be corrected before the plates are available in late December. You have some thoughts I, on this? I have some thoughts. I have more information for you. Do you know how many license plates they released and printed? With this Please. situation, with the flying backwards plane. Please. 35,000. Oh, my gosh. They printed 35,000 of these things before they realized that it was messed up. Who's paying for that? Is that us? Yeah. Well, who else is going to pay for it? That's bad. Here's what I want to know. They knew about this before they held the press conference. Yep. Why don't you fix the logo and before you have the press conference? How about that? Nope. Got to be honest and open, I guess. Good Lord. Well, they want to look like idiots. Uh, well, they've, they've, they've succeeded there. All right, another plane problem. This one in the UK, a man in his, his garden, they were splattered with human waste. Oh, complain. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, plane toilets normally store sewage in special tanks that are emptied when the plane is on the ground. Not this time, though. This incident was described as a man's, the man's whole garden, garden umbrellas and him, all covered. Oh, man. Not it's good. Be, it's being called a one in a billion chance. And the warm weather may have caused the excrement, excrement, to come out as a more fluidy item. Not Somebody a good situation. Could be the next, uh, you know how the word moist makes some people uncomfortable? Yes. I think fluidy might be right. Fluidy there. might do the same. Cringeworthy. Yeah. Okay. Well, a city in New Zealand is trimming its payroll, Ken. City Council in Christchurch is apparently not concerned about a hex and is no longer going to pay Ian Brackenberry Chanel. About ten grand a year to be the city's official wizard. Oh, the official wizard. He's out. Oh, my. He's been in charge of magic and such since 1998 and has made more than a quarter of a million bucks to wow. provide acts of wizardry and other wizard-like services. The wizard, the name on his driver's license is Wizard, he responded saying city council has no imagination and... Projects an image of bureaucrats drinking lattes on the boulevard. And what your I job, know, sir, what do you do? I'm a wizard. Yeah. 
Now, if he really is a wizard, how come he didn't see this on the on the horizon? How come he Great didn't question. Oh, this was coming. Well, he's probably not very good in a job. They're going to find a better wizard. I, I guess so. Mr. Wizard. <laughs> I'm not sure he's available. You never know. Yeah. <coughs> a woman who applied for a job at KFC was told she didn't have enough experience, even though she she worked at KFC for two years previously. No word. <laughs> no word okay. on what position she applied for, but the rejection letter received is unique as well. It reads, quote, Thank you for your application to Team KFC. We're clucking delighted you're keen to join our flock. However, at this moment in time, your skills aren't the secret recipe the Colonel's looking for. We'd love to hear from you again when you have some more experience under your wing. So please give us a clock if you'd like to apply in the future. Best wishes. Best wishes. Best wishes. Two years experience. That's not enough. I wonder what no. she applied for. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. certainly at this time, they got to be looking for workers. I mean, somebody's got two years experience in your company. I think you bring them in unless there's other unforeseen circumstances that we don't know about but yeah oh that's clucking delighted yeah yeah that, that made me cluck all over you know it should have said at the end breast wishes oh boy here we go okay people say my chicken a funeral possession a funeral procession the one for brenda morris got quite a few double takes one of her wishes was to have star wars characters in her service so her funeral possession, or procession, was led by Darth Vader. He was okay. flanked by some stormtroopers who led the way for the hearse. Princess Leia was also on hand for this particular ceremony. I understand this, okay? You know, people like to do different things for their funeral, obviously, to make it memorable. So the question is, so who do you call to get Darth Vader, the stormtroopers, and Princess Leia? Or do you ask people who are part of the family or friends to dress up that way? Is that what so I do? I actually did a little research on this. Oh, I, I knew you did. Darth Vader was played by the funeral director. Oh, my. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. That's other duties as a son. That's, yes, that's making sure that the client is happy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Hats off. Hats off to that person. That's cool. Well, a Danish museum wants the money it paid to an artist return. Jens Hanning was commissioned by the Kunsten Museum to reproduce two of his works of art, representing the annual salary in Denmark and Austria. Instead, Hanning produced two blank canvases that he titled Take the Money and Run. Brilliant. The museum says they have a contract saying the money's going to be returned. Honning says he has terrible working conditions and has no intention of returning the cash because the museum wasn't paying him fairly. <laughs> I'll get you back. Yeah. Blank canvas. Whatever you want it to be. Run. Yeah. That's great. I'm going to give my wife a blank piece of paper tonight and ask her what she thinks of my artwork. Staying with artwork now. The city of Cardiff in England, they commissioned three young artists to brighten up part of the city with some vibrant outdoor work. They took the artists about 
five 16-hour days. Wow. Unfortunately, a miscommunication with the city cleaning crew. Oh, no. <laughs> the murals being completely washed away. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so bad. The artists oh. say they are absolutely gutted. The city says it is working with the creative director of the project to rectify the situation as quickly as possible. I, I, I can tell you how long it's going to take to fix that. You know how long it's going to take? Five 16-hour days. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, boy. Oh, well, there you go. Let's uh, we'll, we'll oh. see. make sure we clean up only the things we need to, including this week's collection of collapsed clips. Oh, no, not a dad joke. Why did the scarecrow get an award? Hmm, scarecrow get an award. Well, it's Halloween. This is a good one. I, I don't know. Why? Because he was outstanding in his field. That joke was horrible. Dad, time for the overachievers. One of your favorite segments. Yes. We start with a 24. Uh, let's try that again. A 24 yeah, year old sure. woman in Turkey is now the tallest living woman. I can't wait for you to do this name. This will be like Mesa Geigy. Is that is that like one of the names you did at the Ashland Homecoming? Yeah, event? and I said it kind of like that too, nice okay. and slow, and hoping that it's correct. Yeah, stands seven feet, zero point seven inches tall. I repeat, seven feet, seven zero point seven inches tall. That's a tall lady, very tall. The previous Guinness World Record holder was a Chinese woman who stood seven feet seven inches tall. So I'm confused. This lady's shorter than the other lady. Tallest living woman. Oh, so this lady, the other lady's dead? Well, if you read the next sentence, Ken. Well, there it is. Okay. <laughs> she passed away in 2012, seven years ago. Guinness recognized <laughs> Gelgi as the tallest living female teen. Well, I, I guess that changes. So when you this pass, is... you're no longer the well, tallest. Well, you're no longer the tallest living female, yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, seven foot tall. We'll get some charts and graphs for you for this next. Well, I, I'll take my shoes and socks off next time, too. Yes. Okay. Do you have any other overachievers that we can hear? I do. Hear yes. As a matter of fact, I'll try to save the segment with uh, Grammy Award winner Tony Bennett. He set a Guinness World Record for being the oldest person to release an album of new material. The album Love for Sale is a collaboration with Lady Gaga and was released on October 1st when Tony Bennett was 95 years and 60 days old. Wow. Now, this is not the first record that he's set in his 70-year career. That's insane. 70-year career. That's insane. He has four other records. Oldest person to reach number one on the U.S. album chart with a newly recorded album for Cheek to Cheek. Longest time that's between your favorite song, cheek to cheek. That's it. Yes, yes, that's yes. Uh, longest time between UK top 20 albums, 39 years. I guess that's you know, a uh, 
a comeback. Oldest person to enter the UK top 20 album chart with duets, an American classic. He was 80 at the time of that particular uh, award. And then longest time between the release of an original recording and a re-recording of the same single by the same artist. So Tony Bennett gets our second overachiever. So we have the tall lady from Turkey, whose name I won't pronounce. We'll stick with what you said, Ken. And then we have uh, Tony Bennett, the other member of our overachievers. Then we're wrapping up episode number 75. Wrap it up. Yeah. Got some interesting conversation with uh, Steve Muehlhausen from The Zone about, uh, well, a lot of different things. Thank you for, my eyes aren't bleeding anymore. You've changed your shirt since that segment. Yeah. And uh, that's uh, that's quite the shirt you have there. Yeah, I wanted to save your retinas. Yeah, I, I this is one that you just, you know, you have a couple shirts. Like I have one in my closet that my dad wore on his honeymoon. So I keep that one. And then this shirt is second. I mean, this is, this is never going away. So Riley and Maddie, this is what we passed down to you. Wow. So, <laughs> Boy, nice wrestling shirt from China. There it is. What does, uh, what did Eowyn think of, uh, when you put that shirt on, is she going to be, uh, he loves it. Well, I'll, I'll give you this information. My brother reached out to her and said, do you think Ken would like this? And she's like, Oh my gosh. Yes. I love it. Okay. So he was involved right. with this as well. Okay. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's unique. And uh, maybe, well, maybe we'll have to, uh, we should go to uh, wrestling Wednesdays together sometime. We will have to do that. It is definitely worth it. You will get a kick out of it. Nice people. Very easy to get to place. It's, it's crowded, but not overly crowded. It really, really is nice. So hands okay. off to Iggy's. It's pretty cool. All right. Well, coming up on next week's show. Well, uh, uh, New Zealand fired the wizard, so we don't know what's coming. Yeah, up. that's that was out. Yeah, unfortunately, that was our one of our next <clears throat> intestines for the Price is Right. But uh, yeah. I imagine we'll come up with some special ideas, special yeah. people. If and not, again, it could be thirty minutes of you and I, yeah. <laughs> just naming old wrestlers. That what could, a show that would be. Yes, Leaping okay. Lanny Poffo. Well, this Billy Jim. Yeah, this could be almost as good as when. Uh, Chris Jericho, uh, he, he was feuding with Dean Malenko, who at the time was the man of a thousand holds. Yes. Chris Jericho went to the ring saying he was the man of a thousand and one holds, and he proceeded to start reading the names of the holds. <laughs> they, they went to a commercial, and he came back. He was still in the ring reading the names of the holds. Arm hilarious. drag, headlock, <laughs> body slam. That's yeah, my was, type of comedy. I just think that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's good stuff. So. That's good All stuff. Right. Big week for you. Anything exciting going on with the club household with the children? Well, anything? well you we, got Halloween. So yeah, we, we got to bring Halloween. this up. What are the costumes this year? What do we got? Well, I believe we're going to have an astronaut and two football players. Oh, that's the kids. I, okay. I wasn't <laughs> sure what you're talking about. Yeah. The kids I'm talking about the kids now. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we'll dress up. Uh, we've done that in the past. Uh, I think I'll go as a middle-aged man. How about you? Oral Hershiser would be oh, my guess. Oh, that, yeah, I could do that. That's a good idea. I don't see the, I will not see the kids for Halloween. They mm. we do the split thing with, uh, with their mother. So they're going to be with them. 
I think this year it's a weird costume situation. So my son could be a dinosaur and he's like at the last year of doing Halloween. He's in eighth grade. I don't know. You didn't go as a freshman to Halloween and trick or treat. Did you? I didn't. I don't remember. I don't think so, but I don't remember. I don't remember what year we. Yeah. And then my daughter was going to be a pop star, but now (laughs) we watch Willy Wonka and she wants to be an Oompa Loompa. So there we go. (laughs) Love it. How are you going to pull that one off? I guess it's a good thing that their mother is in charge of that, huh? Yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, it was she really we watched the movie. It was just it was a night of just her and I and my son had uh, cross country practice and all that kind of stuff. And so two of us watched the movie and she's like, well, wow, that's cool. Maybe I could be that for Halloween. So, yeah. So unfortunately, I think uh, her mom's going to have to pay some money for some stuff. So I've got another bowl for you. You classic Willy Wonka. Okay. You get well, nothing. Good day, sir. That's it. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, uh, speaking of nothing, Ken. Uh, yes. I don't know if I'll do much between now and two weeks from now, but I guess we'll see. A lot of nothing. Just like the box I'm going to give you for Christmas. <laughs> nothing. And of course, I just want to remind everybody. Have a great Halloween. And don't forget, we're just two middle-aged men in Cleveland. Two Middle-Aged Men in Cleveland is sponsored by Anchor.fm. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And by Westminster AV. Custom audio-visual packages for all occasions.